Hello and welcome to the club. This is That Kind of Nerd. My name is Brian. I am joined here by Josh. Say hello, Josh. What up? And today is a very special episode. Why, you might ask? CJ's not here. That's thing number one. This is always great. (laughs) Always fun. We get to just wrap the Bernstons, you and I. Um, But also, we're taking a little deviation. We took a few weeks, a couple weeks off. um, And... Doing a little bit of a deviation from the norm, where we're going to uh, spend today, you and I are going to talk about two Marvel projects that dropped recently, Uh, Mm -hmm. been out for plenty of time. Um, We're going to do a spoiler cast for Werewolf by Night and the She-Hulk Attorney at Law series. So, here are the rules. This is titled Spoiler Cast, if CJ did the upload correctly. <laughs> we will be spoiling it. If you don't want either of these things to be spoiled, you may want to pause it. Go watch yeah. the thing. Werewolf by Night's only an hour. She-Hulk, honestly, you can bang the whole thing out in half a day. Yeah, yeah. go watch them. Watch we'll them. wait. We'll Come be here. Ten, it'll be 10 hours. If you've only yeah. seen one or the other, if CJ did his job correctly, there's time codes in the description. You can go ahead and skip ahead to that discussion. Um, but we're going to talk, and we're going to spoil the heck out of it. I'm not going to hold anything back, and CJ's not here to stop me. How's that sound, Josh? That's right. No stifling. There'll be no stifling. No stifling. I'm going to ruin the hell out of both of these projects for you. So <laughs> I uh, I want to turn it over to you. I guess, which one do you would, would you like to talk about first? Would you like to start with Werewolf by Night or She-Hulk? Let's, uh, let's start with Werewolf by Night. Okay, perfect. I actually... Just watched this this morning because I wanted it fresh in my head. <clears throat> so, Werewolf by Night project is it's it's being uh, lauded as a Marvel Universe special. Takes place in the Marvel Universe. In fact, they go out of their way to make sure you understand. It takes place in the Marvel Universe, but it's very tangential. You probably won't see these characters meeting, you know, the Sam Wilson Captain America anytime soon. But it does take place in there. And it is about a uh, group of supernatural hunters who are all summoned to this one place to fight over this magical, powerful artifact as its previous owner, Ulysses Bloodstone, is has passed away. As is tradition, we will decide who will be the next wielder of this bloodstone through an epic supernatural hunt, right? Uh, it stars... Gail Garcia Bar uh, Gail Gail Garcia Barnell again Gail Garcia Barnell he is play, uh, playing Jack Russell uh, Laura Donnelly plays Elsa Bloodstone the daughter of Ulysses Bloodstone among others but those are your two main characters um, they go on this hunt horror esque things ensue Josh. What did you think of this? Uh, I, uh, I've, I've, so I watched it twice. Uh, I watched it the other night for the first time. Um, and, uh, and then again this morning, like you said, to just to refresh myself, I thought it was really good. Like I thought it was, um, it delivered more than I expected it to. Um, they managed to, Marvel somehow managed to keep it spooky. Um, but, incredibly engaging with some of the comedy and 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 certainly the the fight choreography was great so i yeah really 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 solid yeah um i remember when we were talking about they they unveiled this trailer at what was the d23 i believe and yeah. i was talking about it and how excited i was um just purely based off the trailer and the and what i could tell was the aesthetic of the trailer right which is we're going to shoot this in black and white make it seem like an old 1940s universal horror movie namely the wolfman um and i think they nailed all that perfectly the aesthetic was awesome it was low-key creepy um to your point as far as like keeping it engaging right like what i what i really did love about this is let's let's face it this is marvel it's on disney plus Mm -hmm. kids are going to watch this we can't go full wolfman we can't be truly horrific and so the quote-unquote horror in this was very Saturday morning cartoon horror. Like, and I'm okay with that. It was fun. It was really enjoyable. And and introduced a character that I didn't think, I didn't even think, like, again, you know, even like 10 years ago, Marvel's getting its start. You ask me, hey, do you ever think there'll be a a Moon Knight series and and a She-Hulk 
television show? Do you think they'll ever do Man Thing again? And I'm like, no. But Man Thing shows up in this. Yep. And he looks great. And he's kind of fun. Like, doesn't have a lot of lot to do. He, but he's scary when he needs to be scary. And he's kind of funny when he needs to be kind of funny. You know, it's. I think it did this really great balance of the horror and what we know as the the Marvel aesthetic, right? Um, what were your thoughts on kind of, you know, the characters, uh, Elsa Bloodstone and, and Jack Russell, you know, are, I guess my, my question is, you know, what did you, how, what did you think of them in here? Are you going to watch, if they do another special, or even if these two characters show up in the next, in, in Moon Knight season two, if that's a thing or, or a movie, are you on board? Are you following these characters where they go? Yeah. I look, I think there's a couple, a couple different things in there. Um, the first is the Elsa Bloodstone character uh, was awesome. I mean, she was far more badass than I had expected. Um, I am a little, like, I don't understand if uh, the family is named Bloodstone because of the artifact or if the artifact is named Bloodstone because of the family. But either way, like, I, I would have liked just a, maybe a little bit more context there. Mm. Um, but her character was very cool. And the thing that I liked the most about um, the werewolf was that there was only makeup, no CGI, Mm -hmm. right? There was no, like, we don't need to, we don't need to make him incredibly ferocious. You, you called it, you know, like low key spooky. It was, it was also, um, you know, close, like small set, very, very low fi, like campy to a degree. Um, I don't know that there's much, much room for for these characters to do a ton. Um, I, I Elsa was badass that I would be very interested um, in seeing her again. The the werewolf, like if things, you know, if 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 <laughs> if things align where we we get to see him on his one night of the month, great. Sure. But otherwise, I you know I thought this was enough for him. Mm-hmm. Her, I would I would like to see again. Yeah. Um. So. You kind of hit on a couple, a couple of things there. So the the director of this is uh, Michael Giacchino. He's done a couple of things before, but he's mostly known for he's a composer. He does a lot of compositions. He did the composition for the Batman, if I recall correctly. Um, okay. And you know, I think this is maybe his third time directing. Which you know, as far as the aesthetic, like I, I was mentioning, goes goes really well. But as far as the, um, you know, there there is. The one thing I'll say about this kind of will put it in the quote unquote negative column. Um, there isn't a ton of explanation. There isn't a ton of exploration into these characters or this world. And quite frankly, I, I want it. Like this was just so well done. You could have had me for another hour. You could have had me for like a, a six or seven episode series. And, and you really could have fleshed out this world. I understand why they did it as a special yeah, I understand the aesthetic behind it. I understand we're going to make it seem like this drive-in movie. We're going to make it like Werewolf yeah. by uh, Werewolf. Um, I'm sorry, Wolfman from 1940s. We're going to elicit all of those feels right down to the little cue marks in the corner. He scratched up kind of, it, it, it felt like it was being run through Listen, a, a projector, right? Like you're, well, you're talking about the cigarette burns. And I have to say that every time I see that, I think, did someone just show me a dick? <laughs> That that old Fight Club reference, and funnily enough, that no one in the industry calls it cigarette burns. <laughs> they are they are called Q marks. Um, cigarette burns was popularized by Fight Club, but mm-hmm. that's not what they call it. Um, here's here's the thing when it comes to these characters, right? To your point, I love Elsa. Thought she was great. Um, thought she was interesting. Really would love to see more of her. And, and let's face it, we have Blade coming out. She slots into that world just fine, right? She's a supernatural hunter, so she can show up in this world. She can show up in Moon Knight, you know, because quite frankly, there there's a huge supernatural element to that whole show and, you know, what they're doing there now, too. The werewolf himself, Jack Russell, if I recall correctly, I mean, Werewolf by Night was a comic book. And, like, they, he didn't turn just on one night of the month if, if, you know, in fact, famously, Moon Knight made his first appearance in Werewolf by Night. Um, and it followed the werewolf. If I recall correctly, and this is just scraping the bottom of the barrel of my comic book knowledge, I'm pretty sure he has the bloodstone, which causes him to be able to change at will. And I mean, so if they did something like that, if they teamed up, if, if 
Like he yeah, teamed you, up and you she, got them she, as a pair. she let him hold right, the bloodstone. Right, you got him as a right. pair, right? Maybe he can't hold it, but she wields it and like, okay, we're in a scrap. I'm going to turn you now. Like, I think that would be a perfectly perfect way to bring them in. I think I, I would see more. I would see more if they wanted to stick to specials. Cool. But I would see more of this, these characters in Blade. And, and you, you don't introduce Man-Thing. And then say, yeah, we're, we're going to just have him be a background character. No, well, that's a, there's a, a what, a Thunderbolts tie-in, right? Or Dark It's an Avengers everything tie-in. Man, Man Thing shows up a bunch, like, but like, so like for, for a long time, right? You know, Marvel multiple times throughout the, the comic books has had these, this like horror sect, right? Most famously in the 60s and 70s, where they had Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night. And that's where you got characters like Blade and Moon Knight and Hellstrom, Son of Satan, and, and things like that. And that was running and doing very well for a while. That's why those characters are very popular. And then it kind of waned. And then they brought it back again in like the 90s with Ghost Rider and the Midnight Suns. And so like, you know, and I think I've said this before. This is, this is, there is a very real world where we have, quote unquote, the dark universe within the Marvel universe where, listen, Moon Knight's not going to be tackling Kang anytime soon blade's not worried about that kind of stuff that's avengers level stuff that's stuff that they want to worry about right but like there is a supernatural world that marvel has had and and i think this is kind of what they're planning on building it on top of is hey if this does well we'll build a dark universe we'll show we'll show Hmm. quote unquote the you know the midnight suns this is how this is how we get ghost rider this is how we get a team with probably Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight, and Elsa on it, like addressing the supernatural, right? Addressing side the the things. demons, the things that go bump in the night, the things that Captain America and Black Widow are not going <laughs> to tackle. Right. Like you know, right? Like I think that would be really cool. And like you keep it completely separate. And and let's face it, this was really smart on Marvel's part. We release it as an hour special. We make it so tangentially connected to the Marvel universe that if this tanks, we just say, oh, multiverse. This didn't mean anything, and we move on. Right. But it didn't. Everybody's really enjoying this. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score right now, and it's a it's a pretty it's pretty, pretty high. high. Right? It's 90 for critics, 93 for audience. So people are really yeah. responding to this, and like, I think this is the, this this was the test because it's Halloween. It makes it very simple, right? Well, let's do a Halloween special. But like, this is the test to see what other specials can we get away with. You know? Yeah, look, I think I think that the the like call it Scooby Doo Plus type Scooby <laughs> like type spookiness, yeah, yeah. right? Like just I mean just over yeah. that, right? Not not um not not too scary, but also with that level of of entertainment, maybe you know, you run the risk of of losing um some of that fight choreography that we've we've gotten to know and love with with Marvel and and they they did not they did not um, they did not fail to to pay the fight choreographer. I mean, it was yeah. Um, the, as in terms of action, it was on par with with any anything we've seen in a in a Disney Plus Marvel show. Better so than far. Iron Fist. Um, I mean, I, and I know that's the bit of the joke, but it is, you know. <laughs> well, yes, uh, better than well, I'd say better than anyone not named Jessica Henwick. <laughs> in Iron Fist, you're you're right? absolutely right. Yes. Um. So like and and but that's kind of my point. She uh, Jessica Henwick being kind of the 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 shining star of what happened in Iron Fist. Every every fight sequence in Werewolf by Night was on par with that level action, which I thought was great. So uh, I like I would love I would love if they if they built it out. Um, I know that we talked a bit a bit about that, like in in jest, like oh Marvel's gonna dark universe, but. Um, they really could. <laughs> I didn't expect. I didn't. No, I did not expect much. Yeah. Uh, and and what we got, I think, um, surpassed everyone's expectations. Maybe because the bar is so low that everybody's kind of like, "Holy shit!" Right? Because every attempt at dark universes has yeah. failed in in one form or another and miserably. Right? So this was really. I solid. think to your point, right? I think the 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 movie going movie goers are itching for those classic horror things done right. How It's been so long since we've had a good wolf werewolf story, period. For sure. I mean, when's yeah. the, what's the last really, truly great, and besides Nosferatu that you're watching on, on you know, the show, right? But, like, 
truly great Dracula movie we've had. What, probably Bram Stoker's in the 90s? Great. Yeah. I mean... I mean, look, the Blade is the only, like, I would consider, like, really great... Vampire anything. Vampire anything, yeah. right? Um, and if you're willing to to deal with the the terrible acting, like, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires is fantastic. sure. sure. But again, even that right. was late '90s, early 2000s. It's been over two decades. Yeah, it's oh, it's forever. You know? Yeah, all like the Dracula 2000 was terrible. Dracula, like, all of told, those things. Like every every attempt, yeah, terrible. That they tried to do. Oh, hey, we're going to do a new spin on these classic monsters. Frankenstein. What we had, I Frankenstein, and then the the Frankenstein with. Um, oh, Underworld. We we need okay, to address Underworld, Underworld. but Underworld because not, Underworld but was again, also fantastic. like vampires. Good Blade. Good right. Dracula. No one's done Dracula right since the '90s, and like, I think I think as movie goes, we're we're itching for horror that is not Michael Myers or Ghostface. No, like, Scooby we, Plus. Yeah, right? we were the the the, the in between, right? The this is scary but not gory, and this right. is scary for supernatural reasons, right? Like, and those slashers always have like a hint of the supernatural, but you can always kind of like, oh, I'll explain it away if you want to. But like I I I'm, I miss and like I I've been getting to a lot of horror recently so maybe I'm not just maybe I'm just not watching the right stuff but I get a real feeling that I'm I, people are missing just when horror was just fun was just was kind of campy was kind of Scooby Doo plus that you, something that like like this I mean quite frankly I would have no problem sitting you know a ten year old in front of this and saying okay hey let's watch Werewolf by Night it's not that scary. You know, it's just scary enough to get the imagination going and then it stops. It doesn't go full bore. So, I mean, I don't have much else to say about it just besides the fact no. that, you know, 10 out of 10, I really enjoyed this. I want to see more of this. I want to see more of these characters. And gosh darn it, Marvel, I want to see more freedom with, with the aesthetics, freedom with the formula as well. Like... I think this is resonating with people as a Marvel project and She-Hulk, which we'll talk about in a moment also, because it's so different in its filmmaking and its storytelling, it's not the Marvel formula. And I think that's why these things are, are getting a really strong response. Give me more of this. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, I think we, we did see, and, and just to quickly transition, like that, that K-E-V-I-N is willing to adjust <laughs> The, the absolutely so, so to speak i want let's talk about she hulk now i feel and we're definitely going to talk about kevin um yeah i think in order to truly talk about this show as a whole and, and do it justice we do need to split it in two parts we need to talk about episodes one through eight and then talk about the finale kind of as, as its own separate thing almost because okay. there's a huge divergence in in that finale for mm -hmm. a lot of reasons right but she-Hulk as a show. Now, listen, I don't want to talk a lot about all the toxicity around the show, the idiots on TikTok and Facebook, and on Rotten Tomatoes review bombing. Like, I don't know anything about it's, those things. So I think we're I think we're fine. It's a mess. About it. I I know about it. Um, I don't want, but I don't want, don't want to dwell on it. What I do want to talk Good. about is the show itself, and and when we think about the show and and as a whole. Trying not to go too deep into the season finale, you know. Let me let me get your initial thoughts here, Josh. Um, subtracting the the season finale, um, I thought I'm not really sure exactly what they're going for, right? Because the first, I like the first eight episodes, while they were cool and and pretty entertaining, um, it was all it was all build, 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 and I thought no, you're gonna have to shoehorn quite a lot of stuff into this finale yeah. and we and we'll get to that next but like i don't know man overall you know i think that the the jen walters she hulk character um spent a, a whole lot of time in every episode um being like look i don't i don't want to be a superhero and I, this isn't a superhero show right this is i'm i'm a lawyer it's a it's a law yeah. comedy that's what this is yeah um and I think it's funny when you have a character um, like 
deliberately lowering the bar or, or like trying to change, trying to change audience expectations uh, by breaking the fourth wall, which I also thought was cool. That's not, you know, it's not something Marvel's done a ton of and it's fine. Um, you know, cameos were fine. Like everything, everything about it was, I thought good, not, not, not great. And certainly not bad. Just, it was good. It was, it was on par with, with the other, um, Disney Plus shows uh, in every aspect except for CGI. CGI was not good, mm. but beyond that, like I didn't have any complaints. Sure. Um, I'm going to share my thoughts, but before I do, CJ apparently could not stay away and decided at in the wee hours of the night last night that he was going to send me his musings on She-Hulk because he must have <laughs> his voice be heard. Um, yes. So I'm going to play his minute and a half kind of initial impressions, and then I'll go into mine. Uh, but here is what CJ thought of She-Hulk. You know, I'll be honest. When this season first started, I wasn't wild uh, about the show. I was kind of curious as to uh, where it was going to go. But once I just decided to lean into it and let the silliness happen and let the storylines play out, I was actually really pleasantly and uh, happily surprised with where the first season of She-Hulk ended. Uh, there are a couple of characters that I, you know, still don't care for. Uh, you know, a couple of storylines that, you know, hey, they weren't perfect, and I, I would like them to explore it more. But isn't that what a season two is for? The season finale, though, was everything that I, I wanted it to be from what I've heard of She Hulk's fourth wall breaking escapades. Uh, the Kevin was a hilarious take on this, and and a part of me, half of me, really just wanted Feige to be pushed out of the way, and then you see he's a robot, or or you find out Feige is a robot, but. Uh, other than that, it, it was definitely a, a fun experience. The CGI, uh, I definitely get that since it went up on YouTube first and YouTube's compression really kind of kills the details. Looks much better when you're watching on Disney Plus than you do when you watch it on YouTube or you watch a trailer or something for it. Uh, so overall, solid show. Uh, I am a little sad that we won't see her in movies considering that they kind of hinted at that in there. And I cannot wait for her and Deadpool to have a fantastic interaction because uh, I would just love to see what the hell that fourth wall breaking looks like. So he's not here to defend himself. So I will say pulling a very CJ move and getting all the way up to the point and then saying too much to to <laughs> completely miss the point. Right. <laughs> we love you, CJ. Um, here's the thing. And, but I do think, and here's where CJ is right, and here's and this is what you were alluding to. I think this is the, this show, first eight episodes. I think everybody felt the same way. It's fine. It's okay. It's good. I'm along for mm -hmm. the ride. It's funny. But what's what's really going on here? Because they're hinting that like, hey, something bigger is happening behind the scenes, right? We are building to something, and so you're sitting there like, what are you building towards? Because it seems like you just keep distracting me from what you're building towards. And it was a little frustrating. Not going to lie. I was like, hey, I'm enjoying everything on an episode by episode basis, but I don't see what the bigger picture is here. And then, it sees, you know, the season finale hits and then you kind of see, oh, OK, I understand what the show is doing. I understand what the show is really about. And we had some fun. There was the legal comedy stuff, which was great. And, you know, then we we move on. Right. I think I think that's kind of what you need out of a She-Hulk show. So this is what a lot of people who are being negative about the show probably don't understand because either A, they haven't read a freaking She-Hulk comic, period. So they have no idea enough about the character or B, this is all they know about Marvel, which is the cinematic stuff. So there's certain expectations that have been built up. And this this is completely different. This is This doesn't even brush up against what the expectations for Marvel are completely different right. thing so it threw everybody for a loop and a lot of people had a visceral reaction to it because that's what we do when things don't go the way we want them to but here's what i'll say this is the first show that i think really understands his character from the comic books and 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 did it justice i think i can if i really thought hard enough i can go back through all the movies and say well well this doesn't jive with the comic book even Iron Man. Iron Man 2 didn't understand what the demon in the bottle storyline was about, right? And like I think there's moments in all those in all those movies that don't get it. This one this one understands the assignment. And we'll talk about the finale right now because yeah, I mean, I would say for the first eight episodes there's not a lot to talk about. Jen goes to a wedding. Jen defends 
Frogman, which again, I never thought I would see Frogman in a live action setting. <laughs> right. He's a ridiculous villain and they made him such. And that's the, and that's the cool thing, right? And I remember when we talked about this show and I said to you all, I hope this is Harvey Birdman, but in the Marvel universe, right? And that's what we got. Like, hey, Marvel is filled with ridiculous characters. Characters you'll probably never see in any sort of serious tone like Frogman, like um, freaking like things like Razorback and Typeface. Like these are perfect fodder for us to throw into a legal comedy like this. And that's exactly what we got. So I am extremely happy with how this show turned out. But like it wasn't any sending me over to the moon until the finale. I think the finale was one of these things that was a commentary, not just on Marvel kind of poking fun at itself, but also a commentary on the critics of Marvel, the professional critics, the toxic a-holes that are on TikTok, the, you know, people in general. Like, I think in that finale, you got a lot of critiques and it's spread all around. It's not like we're going to target one specific audience. It was very much like we're going to speak about how, especially Phase 4, but Marvel in general, has been treated over the past decade. And let's just lay it all out on Front Street. And I loved that. I thought it was really smart and well done. And using She-Hulk to do it was the best thing you could possibly do. Um, And I'm going to turn the floor over to you in a second, Josh. But before I do, just to kind of explain what I mean. How familiar are you with the She-Hulk comic book, especially in the 80s? not so she hulk in the comic books and for anyone who wants to sit there and cry and and whine that oh deadpool breaks the fourth wall blah 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 deadpool did it first no she hulk in 1986 savage she hulk came out and she was breaking the fourth wall from then deadpool a wasn't even introduced until the mid 90s and didn't start breaking the wall until late into the 2000s but she in it was written by john byrne at the time and she would have multiple issues where she broke the fourth wall there's that famous cover of Savage She-Hulk, which is her on the front covers saying, hey, buy my book or they're going to cancel it, right? Just talking directly to you, the reader, the person who's about to purchase this book. Um, There's also, but there's also a huge, like a a huge kind of meta storyline in that book where She-Hulk regularly argues with John Byrne, the writer, about the direction (laughs) her book is going and regularly says, this is not what I want to do. And so she she re- realizes I am on a train track and I can only go one direction as long as this guy is writing this way. So she engages with the editor of the book at the time, rips out of the comic book page, ties up John Byrne and takes <laughs> the editor and says, we're going to go find a new writer for me. And that was the season finale. It was exactly the season finale. It was it was She-Hulk saying, I don't like where this is going anymore. I'm going to change it. And it was it was great. I loved it. But Josh, I've been talking for a long time. So you tell me your thoughts on, on the finale in, in particular. Well, I think, <clears throat> you know, what the direction that it started on was we're going to shoehorn all of these storylines together, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which was like my concern. After the first eight episodes, like there's a, there's a lot of stuff they got to kind of wrap up, yeah. and um, <clears throat> you know they 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 started resolving all these storylines in one place in the in the retreat, and Jen was like, yeah, I don't, but I don't care about all this stuff. Like this is not to your point. This is not the direction I want it to go. Um, the power isn't the bad guy. The he this guy's an asshole, mm-hmm. right? And I want I don't care about. Bruce coming here from Sakaar and I don't care about um, abomination being abomination. I just want a meal to hold himself accountable. And, you know, I don't care about this or that. I just listen. I'm a lawyer. I'm going to go sue this guy. And that's going to be the end mm-hmm. of the show. And that was cool. Um, you know, my 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 favorite part about the finale and probably, I guess, the show in general is um there's obviously the Matt Murdock tie-in, which is necessary. Yes. Um, but And so much fun. But yes. So much fun. Um, and he's learned some new tricks, and that's kind of awesome. Um, and we did get a, a fight in a hallway, which was kind of great. Yes. Um, but right at the end, 
when you've got uh, the Hulk introducing Scar and everybody's like, oh, this is weird, but you've got a son now. And then it's just mm-hmm. over, right? And, and But that opens up World War Hulk. Opens up a pretty, ton of stuff. Opens up a, a ton of stuff, right? Because... And, and, you know, so there are things about that I do remember, and I do want to quickly um, – it, it, it's, an, it's an immediate tie-in to the, the multiverse of madness, and there's uh, secret invasion and, and secret wars, and, all, and there's what-if implications with World War Hulk, and there's – or Planet Hulk, sorry. Um, there's Thunderbolts and – I mean, it's there's all kinds of crazy options now um, that we have. <clears throat> just while we're going to introduce Scar, which means that uh, his his mother died, which means that there's an Illuminati tie-in and Bruce potentially on uh, a different sort of you know kind of a different wavelength than the Illuminati, maybe Doctor yep. Strange, right? And 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 so we have that's you know we have uh, essentially the wedge. Um, and you start to see these things, right? It's the, it's the Sokovia Accords all over again, right? And it's, oh, I see. There's much, but it's much bigger right. stakes. Um, and it's, oh, that, like, that in itself, when I when I saw that, and, like, we're not going to address it at all, but here's Scar. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, just to just to drop that in there um, at, at Cousin Larry's picnic table, I think that's yeah. great, it's, right? We're going to get back to the Fast and Furious style barbecue at the end of that series because I loved it. But specifically the Scar reveal. And I know a lot of people are upset. Oh, you just throw it in at the end. Yes. Yeah. That's the point. The point is A. There's too much to unpack. Doing it that way is a critique on everybody who gets so wrapped up in the, oh, what's coming next, right? And and we've talked. Who gives a right, shit? We, Look, talked, anything could be right, next. And we've talked about this, right? We've talked about how my feelings, especially about, we get so wrapped up in what's coming next, we fail to f- remember. Like we just watched something really cool. Let's enjoy what we just watched, right? And so it was a critique on that. Like, hey, we're gonna throw this away. But like, I want you all to remember at the end of Avengers when we just threw in Thanos for the sh- sheer shits and giggles. There was no yeah, the idea first Avengers, yeah. we were going to do an Infinity War. We just said, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's throw this in. And we threw in some big purple dude with a, a, a smile. And then everybody went to their comic book guru and said, who the hell was that? Because you didn't know. <laughs> they just threw it in like it was nothing. I miss those. Because then, right. to your point, right? It, a, leaves it way more wide open, right? Oh, we have Scar. Okay. Well, Scar's been a bunch of things in the comic books. He's done a bunch of yeah, things. Yeah, we don't have to, we don't commit, have to commit to anything. any one thing. We, we, we're not doing this huge cliffhanger of, oh, World War Hulk is coming. No, we, we just have Scar here. And because we have Scar, that does open up World War Hulk. It does open up, maybe right. he, he joins the Thunderbolt. Maybe he's... It also it, it does, also opens up it opens it opens up potentially the X Men the new X Men Avengers the new Avengers the mighty Avengers nothing we could do absolutely right. nothing with it we could just hey here it is right so like I miss those kinds of little Easter eggs and I want more of them so everybody who's freaking complaining about oh you just dropped it like there was that good keep yeah. doing it like I don't again we've and we've talked about this before I don't need this. Here is the solidified roadmap. And because we ended it nope. here, this is going to be the next thing that happened. No, like, leave it open. I want you all to, A, have the freedom. And, and She-Hulk summed it up in a very, very poignant fashion, which is what we talked about, me sitting down with the Star Wars people and saying, she says, what if we just do what we want to do? Yeah, go. Do what you want to do, Marvel. And you know what? I don't expect to love every single thing. I'm I'm along for the ride. And I think that was the point of this season finale. I think the point of this season finale was, listen, all of you critics who want to say, oh, Marvel's the same. Well, guess what? This is hugely different. And get prepared for more. All of you toxic fans who want to say, a super, what the writer says in the writer room, oh, a superhero story needs to play out a certain way. You need to end in a big fight. Guess what? There's a critique on that too. And no, we don't need to do that. We're Marvel. We can do whatever the heck we want. And I think that was the point of the season finale was 
we're freaking Marvel. We're going to do what we want. You're either on board or you're not. And that's fine. Um, yeah. I read an interview with the creator of the show, Jessica Gao, who, and we're going to touch on probably her a little bit, but definitely want to touch on, you know, the cast and everything. Um, but I read an interview with her where she said, I was writing this finale. Like There was like four or five different drafts of this finale. Because she was trying to make it the Marvel's, Marvelized quote unquote what she thought was the marvelized finale the big fight at the end the big you know reveal of who's behind it all yep. and everything and she just couldn't make it work and then she had dinner with feige and kevin feige said you know you don't have to do that and it just opened up the entire world for her and she was like oh well i thought that's what you wanted I was like yeah but no you don't have to do what you want to do and so this is the finale we got, and I loved it. I thought it was so smart and so well done. You said you look like you want to say something. I want to because I have I have a few different like thoughts competing for priority in my brain, and and you know I think at, at the, like the maybe the most important lesson learned right is the the use of the AI bot um, and the the writer's room saying, oh, no, no, no. Ke Kevin, Kevin's value is immeasurable. Right? I will like, literally kill you okay. to protect Kevin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And okay. That, that's, that's fun in itself, but it's, it's more, it's more than that. It's, it is both um, acknowledging what, um, what all these mouthpieces are saying online. Right. Sure. Like, you know, it's the, well, the, the direction of, of, the first three phases and, and this was amazing and this isn't nearly as good. And this is for, you know, look, a lot of it is aimed at a younger audience and I've said it and that's very clear through a lot of the stuff they've done. She Hulk was certainly not that. Sure. And also like the, the, the production team saying, look, it's not like we don't have a formula of how these things, like we don't just plug pieces in and the, the machine generates a story um these movies and shows can evolve just as uniquely as each of these comic books did over time with different with different writers right and different there isn't a direction that we must go yeah um and when we're not look we appreciate all of your money and fanfare but we don't need your input yeah and I, I like that. I like that very Love much. Love that. Right. I, 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 I like the, I like the, uh, where'd you think this was going to go this direction? No, it's not. You don't get anything you want. We're going to do it the way we want. Um, you said those things, but I, like, I think just, it has to be, I, I don't think it can be stated clearly enough that this is both, um, a hug to the fans getting shouted down and a middle finger to the, the fans that are ridiculing yeah. Marvel, right? It's both of those things yeah. simultaneously. And it can be both of those things um, without having to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I don't, I don't think anybody got exactly what they wanted or expected out of this. And that's yeah. great um, because there are like so many things left open-ended and I love that. Um, and I, I like I cannot tell you how like how thrilled I am to have Daredevil back. Yeah, let's talk about um, Daredevil for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love a. I love having him back, and yep. I I love the approach we're taking with this. Right, and, and again, another complaint. Oh, Daredevil's not dark enough. Well, the complaint when Daredevil was on Netflix. Who gives right, a shit? But the complaint when Daredevil was on Netflix was Daredevil's too dark. Now he's not dark enough. Too dark. Here's the thing, yeah. Daredevil. A to your point is everything all at once. Like the because right. cause these comic books have existed for years and he's been around since the sixties. He is dark and brooding when Frank Miller is writing him. But you know what? When Brian Michael Bendis is writing him, he's not. He's super jovial. He's super acrobatic, you know? And I think it's like people acting like 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 Steve Rogers and Tony Stark weren't both tortured and optimistic at the right. same time. Exactly. 
These aren't one-dimensional they, characters. Not. And Daredevil in the comics and Daredevil in, in the Netflix series wasn't what he... Maybe Daredevil could very much be, and I think both you and I have said this and agree about this, is that he could be the most human of Absolutely. all of them. And I think introducing him, A, you throw him in, you threw him in, in in No Way Home, got people really excited. You have a little bit more time to spend with him here. I think yep. right move, changing the costume. And making him brighter. Okay, you know what? Daredevil has a yellow costume. We already know our Daredevil is not going to be as visceral as the Netflix show. So let's A, say that with the costume. Let's bring him into the yellow costume. And B, I I love the fact that he's just there to have a little fun and have a little hallway fight. Walk home from She-Hulk's apartment. Walk, walk of shame. shame carrying the boots carrying no the reason boots. to carry the boots don't know why but he's carrying the boots right and then he shows up at the fast and furious picnic and i'm like mm. yes this was fun it was fun to see him i th- it's not his show so i don't need a ton more of him i just no but what's clear in his couple appearances in she hulk is that you know he shows up and she's like oh who are you he's like i'm I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not a new guy. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have to, it's like, I shouldn't have, have to explain his myself. presence or like, or like work out his, his superhero philosophy or, or explain any of his struggles because he's been doing it for a while. He can just jump in. You don't need to know, right. How his, how he, how he got blind or, or about his father. You don't need to know that stuff because mm-hmm. he's been doing this for years. He can just show up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, we're going to get Daredevil Born Again, which, gee, I wonder what that title's inferring to. Maybe we're going to get more of a happy, jovial Matt Murdock Daredevil than we had in the Netflix. Much like he may be born again. I don't know. But anyway, um, to your point, right? The Netflix stuff still exists. But, like, he's past all that, right? Like, he did it. Mm-hmm. It's over. I'm, I'm done with that phase of my life. I know who I am as a hero. He feels like he's kind of a big deal because when She-Hulk goes, who are you? He's like, I'm I'm Daredevil. Like, she I'm should Daredevil. know all the way on the other side of the country who Daredevil is. People in Brooklyn don't know who Daredevil is. He's primarily <laughs> right, Hell's right, Kitchen. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> Brooklyn's a 20-minute train away and they don't know who he so, is. So, like, I love that. I love that he has this kind of, like, I'm kind of a big deal, but he's not. Like, and, like, that's okay we're going to see born again and it's going to be great and it's going to be awesome. And he's probably going to cross over with a couple of the, the, the heroes that base in, in New York anyway. Cool. And this was the perfect amount in just the right way. And he's gone. And then I, I don't see him again until born again. Cool. But it does give him license, right? It gives him license to, to, to be the anchor, mm-hmm. right? To, to be that right. Uh, and, and, you know, I think, I think you and I uh, agree very strongly, and I don't. I don't think CJ is as is as gun. Well, we've talked about, about how CJ is wrong a lot, right? So <laughs> that's, right. that's right. But I, I like. I was trying to explain. Like I was trying to tell Christian my thoughts mm. on that, and that without having to do a separate storyline, you've now introduced Matt Murdock to Spider Man, She Hulk, Hulk. Right. Mm-hmm. And anybody else who may have been in Los Angeles at that time. Yep. Right. There's it's conceivable that because of that, he's already met Wong. Yeah. We don't know, no but it, it, it could be explained very quickly. Right. And uh, like, I really, really like it. I like that. Maybe there's something ongoing. I like the, you know, we, 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 we smash fourth walls and plot lines and sometimes Matt Murdoch. And I thought that was awesome. I love um, I loved that. It was very cool. Yeah, it was very cool, and it was very much like, again, it harkens back to to the days of Marvel and and just these superhero movies, these big budget Spider Mans and X Men, where we just threw in something for fun, and said, "Oh, hey, isn't it cool that this person showed up, or that person's in the background, or we mentioned Eddie Brock in a scene once, and it got people mm-hmm. excited." This, this this did exactly what it needed me to do. I'm excited to see Daredevil again, and I'm excited to see this Born Again show, and that's exactly why he was there no more no less this is she hulk show and they made it very clear hey he's the quote-unquote kind of pseudo love interest for the last episode and a half and that's it that's all he's there for and then he kind of 
then he goes back to New York, you know, and I just, I, I, I miss when we did things for fun and not because, well, we have to, because the plot is headed here. Right. And we've talked about that a lot. And we've talked about how this show said, we don't have to do Jack crap. We get to do what we want, how we want it, when we want it. Um, so let's real quick talk about the cast. Um, cause you had a, a strong cast, right? Uh, I'm going to butcher this name because I, I, I did not watch Orpha Black. Uh, Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. Uh, Jamila Jamil as Titania. Um, you had, obviously, Tim Roth come back as Abomination, which, which was, was great. Awesome. awesome seeing him. Awesome. And we haven't talked about this, but awesome for them to like fully recognize Incredible Hulk as part of the MCU canon. Because it's been this black sheep for a while where... Yeah, I guess, I guess we had that thing once, but like, we'll mention that he broke Harlem because that's the best part of the movie and we'll move on, right? Well, like, I I highly enjoyed that film. So it was nice to see Tim Roth back. It was nice to see his take on Emil Blonsky back. Um, Angelica Schuyler. Angelica Schuyler, who... <laughs> no, she was... Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry uh, played Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Okay, she was I'm, uh, Mallory. I'm not... She was Mallory Book. I'm not I know, a Hamilton I know. fan. I'm saying it because I was like, oh, look, you know. Yeah, cool. and I mean, a couple of other people who, like, I recognized, but I didn't, like, give them too much thought, right? Josh Segarra, he showed up. He was the, the villain in the fourth season of Arrow. I can't remember what the name of the, of the villain was. Um, but he was, like, the opposing archer in the fourth season of Arrow. Obviously, you had... Prometheus? Uh, not Prometheus. Chase? No. Now, now I got to... Now I got to figure this out. Oh yeah. He was Adrian Chase. You're right. Oh no, I forgot. They did him as Prometheus. Ugh, my bad. It's been a while since I've seen that show. Um, yeah. But yeah, Josh Agarra, who who was great in what he was. It's, because that's my experience with him. It was kind of weird seeing him in a comedic role, but he knocked it out of the park. Um, but I think, I think this show does not work without, without Tatiana Maslany. I, I don't know what prep work she did beforehand. I don't know how she, what conversations she had with Feige and, you know, everybody, um, with Jessica Gow and everybody. I, I don't know, but I think she nails this character. This, she's not flipped just to be flipped. She's flipped to your point because she's like, I recognize that I'm in a show. I recognize that the story is going to play out around me and I'm just kind of along for the ride. Mostly, I just want to do my job. I'm just gonna go be yeah, a lawyer. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a damn good lawyer who gets uh, less recognition than she should because I'm a woman, and now I'm a superhero that's gonna whose personality or or whose reputation is gonna be contingent on the fact that I'm mm -hmm. a woman. It was, it was a cool. Um, she's just like, you know what? I'm too frustrated to even give a shit anymore. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a nice look because you could, oh, like I'm, I'm just gonna. They could have over-indexed on writing all these neuroses into the mm -hmm. character, and they just kind of went, you know what? She's not gonna give a sure. shit. She's gonna give a shit to a degree. She's gonna get used to it and then move yeah. on. Yeah, right. And I, and I think that's, I mean, good on the writers, but definitely good on her for portraying that. In oh, she's a great, such a job, great job. Yeah. I, I've never seen Orphan Black. I understand. It's one of these shows because she, she was the main character on Orphan Black, if I recall correctly. Um, I I've never seen. Yeah, it. yeah. She she's Sarah Manning. Um, I understand it's one of these shows where she plays a different character every time, just based on the conceit of the plot. Um, I I, that's what it. I'm saying. I'm like, I need to watch this show because she is great, and her cuts to the audience. Her breaking the fourth wall, like in the wrong hands, can seem very clunky. I think she does it very, just masterfully, yeah. beautifully. Yeah, and yeah. at the end, and we talked about the the slamming Mac Murdock line, which was funny. But like at the end, where she's talking to K E V I N, which stands for because I know C J wants me to say this, knowledge enhanced visual interconnectivity nexus. Um, mm -hmm. when she's talking to to the robot. And she starts asking all these questions about, well, hey, why do all our characters have daddy issues? Why is this? Why? And then she goes, when are the X-Men showing up? And she looks at the camera and is like, big old thumbs up. And I'm like... The, the crazy thing about her 
her fourth wall break and to your point could have been done very, very poorly. Um, with Deadpool, it's way more extreme, Mm. right? Because it like, he, you know, he cranes his entire neck or turns his entire body and you know, he's addressing you. Um, this was much more like, um, and you know, any haters out there, forgive me, but it was much more like Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, where there was a subtle sure. glance at the sure. camera, and maybe there was a, a line that followed, or two, or, or or maybe not at all. Maybe it was just a glance at yeah. the camera, right? And that, like, I thought it was obviously she executed it, but this is uh, the director did a great job framing yeah. that up, and. and- I think that's what makes it so natural, right? Is that to to your point, there are those moments of where she doesn't have to say anything at all. She just kind of gives you a look. Someone says something else and she's like, like kind of cringes into the camera. Like that wasn't right. Like same type of mentality there. And it makes her for good comedy. It makes for a nice little breather. And it also helps narrate narrator wise, right? Like, Hey, let me fill in some gaps for you in case you need that. But right. all in all, it's just it's just a part of her character. And she, she it's always been a part of her character. And so I was very happy to see that in this show and see it done right. There are very few people who could get away with that. Ryan Reynolds can do it. And and to your point, Deadpool is different to the point of A It's way it's way more it's exaggerated. Amped up to eleven. It's not subtle. Yeah. And it's for the most part dirty. He's 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 oh, making yeah. some sort of crass joke to the audience. It is the punchline. He's the punchline master. Someone says something mm-hmm. and then he turns to the camera and says the punchline. We all laugh. Whereas that's not what this was. This was very much. There were some of those some of those jokes, but there was very much like this understanding between her and the audience of, hey, we're we're here to have fun. We're going to have fun. I'm along for the ride. I know what this is all about. And you know what? I'm also a fan. So I'm going to ask K-E-V-I-N what's going on with X-Men. I'm going to ask all the things that you want to ask because I represent you. And like, I I thought that was very smart. By the way, K-E-V-I-N having a a black baseball cap looking like plastic piece above him was Mm -hmm. whoever designed that robot was pure genius. (laughs) I, 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 it took me like 10 seconds. I'm like, is he wearing a, no, he's not. That's awesome. Um, I just think, I think the show, much like the character of She-Hulk, is going to be underappreciated. And it's sad, because I think this this show means a lot more than people are giving it credit for. And I want a season two. I want her to show up in a Hulk movie. Maybe she can't break the wall in a movie or whatnot. That's fine. But I want to see more of her. And I really hope Marvel leans into this character and this concept, because... I had a lot of fun, just like with Miss Marvel. I had a lot of fun with that show too, and I miss just having fun with this stuff. Sometimes I don't need the, the overarching serious stakes and you know the world's on the line every single time. Sometimes I just want to enjoy myself, and that's what this show did for me. And and give me, give me more. There's plenty of terrible heroes and villains out there that we can throw into a legal setting and have She Hulk represent them. So I, I, let's let's wrap this up by allowing me to discuss uh, very quickly. You talked about Marvel doing this the right way, right? Leaving leaving things open, not addressing what's coming, not having to to give away the store, so to speak. Sure. And I, I'd like to I'd like to talk about how you know DC saw Marvel getting attention and said you've got to do something big, so they. They went ahead and had Dwayne Johnson go on the Jimmy Fallon show there and be like, "Yeah, Superman's coming." Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear it's the post-credit scene again. It well, but who gives a shit? Like, look, <laughs> here's the thing. But once again, DC does not understand their product. They don't understand how to sell it. People are going to see the Black Adam movie. Like all of a sudden, Dwayne Johnson is a passionate. DC fan? He's he's been passionate about this project. I will tell you that. This project, yes, but that's not what he's talking about. He's He's talking talking about the overarching universe. I I I feel you. And it's just like I get it. I get it. He's probably the the biggest 
entertainment personality in the world. That's sure. great. I really like that for this movie. But to 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 trot the rock out like uh he knows what DC should do or what fans want other than the people screaming for Henry Cavill mm-hmm. which look I want but like I would have liked not knowing that it was coming. This goes back to 2015 when Batman v Superman was coming out and they dropped that second trailer and they blew the whole third act and they showed Doomsday right. and they and the moment you see that character, everybody was like, well, Superman's going to die in this film. So we we knew. We knew what was going to happen going right. in. And once again, DC or their marketing department or whoever the hell is in charge of doing this stuff, once again, because they're trying their best to keep up and they're trying their best to gain attention, says, let's just let's just give away the story. Let's just let's do it. Oh, Superman's in the post credit scene. And A, that's... BS, because now you've robbed me. You've robbed me of the excitement of seeing that for the first time. Yeah, so DC uh, pulls, kind of pulls a CJ, <laughs> right? And focuses too much on one aspect and blows right past the right. main point, which is we can tell you, we can show you something in passing and not give away the store. And they went, we heard give away the store. Give away yeah. the store? And yeah. Awesome job, Marvel, doing what you did. And DC, shame well, on yeah, you. Yeah, and... So once again, they don't get it. They don't get the fact that, listen, as much as I, as a comic book fan, am not a fan of the DC Universe movies right now, I will go see Black Adam. For sure. And every comic book fan feels that way. Gonna go Mm -hmm. give it a shot. Everybody who's a fan of The Rock will go see it. Everybody's mother who still loves Pierce Brosnan and he looks good in that Dr. Fate costume and the nice salt and pepper, whatever. They're gonna go see this film. You have a built-in audience. You don't need to open at number one. You don't. And quite frankly, you're going to anyway, but you didn't need to. Like, what would have garnered way more success is, all right, we dropped our trailer. People are bought in. We have The Rock out there preaching the gospel of Black Adam for years now. So people know he's in it. He's excited about it. And you should be too. We're going to go see, we're going to get this film out and then people are going to get excited about that post credit scene and they're going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their family and they're going to say, you need to see this and oh, you'll never guess what happens at the end and then more people will go see it and you probably have a stronger second week than you do a first week and then you you garner some excitement for, oh, DC's on the right track again. But now you've robbed me of that. <laughs> so now I'm going in saying, okay, I know this is coming. Better be Henry Cavill or not, right? You know, and like, and that's it. And like, and I swear to God, because I don't know what the exact post credit scene is. I swear to God, if they pull a Shazam and we just see the S and nothing else, right. I will burn a theater to the ground. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at with DC right now. Like, with all the BS that's going on in that studio and that entire fucking extended universe if you want to call it that like if you screw the pooch on this again this is your chance to say not only is henry cavill back but he's gonna stick around show me henry cavill in that suit and if you don't i don't give a shit that superman showed up in your post credit scene i just don't because i'm not bought into your universe and i don't care anyway I thought we were just going to talk about the two spoiler casts, but then you threw in that. So thank you, Josh. To. How to do it. Uh, Josh, any, any parting words for the folks? No. Go watch both of these projects. They were yeah, both great. Absolutely. Any parting words for CJ, who is listening to this and editing it? Have fun. Excellent. Um, with that, uh, I will echo what Josh says. Again, they're both on Disney+. Plus. You can knock both of these out in a day. Watch them. Enjoy them. Um, and... If you've gotten this far and you haven't watched them and enjoyed them, I warned you. What the hell? <laughs> but if you already watched them and you enjoyed them and you thought, uh, hey, those guys have, you know, some good thoughts, please let us know. Uh, we're that kind of nerd on Facebook. Or I know CJ always likes to plug this. We have a phone number. Um, call us at 484-373-4119. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts on She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. Are we completely off base? Did we miss something? I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and with that, 
we will be back to the normal uh, cadence starting next week. Josh, I believe, is hosting. So excited to uh, hopefully win again because we know Josh is way more impartial than CJ is. And um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that and we'll see you all next week. Thank you again. Well, welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd. 